0: Good afternoon and welcome to The Legal Connection with Tony and Cheryl. Tony and I are uh, going to be talking about immigration law. It's our, our third part in the immigration law series, uh, but I just want to tell our listeners that Tony Lynn Collins and Cheryl Ellsworth Jahani are two Texas licensed attorneys. We practice law all over the state of Texas, really, but. Mostly here in Harrison, Montgomery County, but you know, gosh, Tony, I've done things in Travis County and Tarrant County. All over. Yeah, all over. And uh, we we're here for you. The reason that we do this, uh, the Legal Connection Radio Show, is because we know that at some point in everyone's life, they face some sort of legal issue, even if it's the end of their lives when they're creating a will, if they decide to do that. But it can be overwhelming and confusing. And so we want to help you and answer your questions. Uh, the last two shows, we had uh, the uh, immigration law attorney, Shiva Gill, as a, our guest. And hopefully she'll come back on and answer some more questions for our listeners. But Tony and I want to take it. She wasn't available this week. So we want to kind of take it where she left off.
1: Yeah, we're going to recap uh, some of the issues that that she brought up and having to do with immigration. It's a big deal right now with People coming over in droves over the border, and uh, you know, just last night, President Trump was in El Paso. Right. Uh, ta- you know, he gave his big speech, and you know, there was a lot of heckling and stuff. I need to find out what the, all that was right. going on. I was that was reading. really interesting. Yeah, I was reading about that too. But um, but w- what we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about really uh, the ways that you, if you come to America to come here legally, because these people are coming over illegally. That's the big problem. There's people waiting in line, people that want to be citizens, um, moving forward with with uh, what their options are, but doing it the right way. And, uh, you know, going through, we're going to give you a website uh, that you can actually go to if you want to follow some of the things we're going to talk about. And that's the, uh, it's www.uscis.gov, which is um, uh, how you apply to be a citizen. And we'll also post that on our website. But um, it's, when I was going over this, and there's so many people that, um, that have come here, you know, throughout the, the few centuries that we've been uh, a country, right. uh, and even before, but, but, you know, of course, after we became a country, they had the laws, uh, uh, giving to the steps to become a citizen, um, that they, it was a little bit different. Well, they've got it fine-tuned now. Where There's a ton of steps. And I understand now why a lot of people are coming over illegally. It's a lot of work. No You've kidding. got to fill out applications and determine if you're eligible. And uh, there's... You know, a lengthy process, too. The lengthy is time-consuming, but if you do it the right way, then you don't have to worry about looking over your shoulder all the time. Right. The problem is people are coming over for, they say an asylum, but we know most of the time it's economic. In fact, I would say probably 90% of the time it's for... The, because we're the land of plenty, and people want work. Right. Um, but there's ways to get here legally, doing that too. Right. Uh, not just coming over the border, and then you know, as it stands right now, we've got uh, these detention centers here in in, in our area. Mm-hmm. We've got the Montgomery County Processing Center, which right. is where detainees are kept until they're processed out. But those are the people that have been actually picked up, and they're being detained. People because coming, they're here illegally right but there's a lot of people that came to the border and they're just it they' it's they're literally released into Texas uh, they're kind of checked you know they're at the border from what I can understand is happening they're at the border either they're coming through through the the checkpoints um not legally but they at least they're being processed through are they coming through the areas that don't have the wall are they're just being you know like like Trump was saying they're just they're coming in through the coyotes and and just they're they're being dispersed into the United States and and, and until they're picked up and found, which they may eventually be, may uh, because be. because they can't get a job without a social security number. At some point, they're, it's, it's a bad place to be. So it's much better to come here legally. It's a bad place to be from the people that I know and we know, and I would be, you know, uh, I guess— Hiding behind a, a firewall, if we didn't say this, is the truth. We all know people that are here illegally. Mm-hmm. We all know people that are here that mm-hmm. do not have citizenship and are trying to be here. Right. And for the most part, they're very nice people and they just want to work. But some of them aren't so nice, and right. they're breaking laws and they're they're uh, they're assaulting women mm-hmm. and they are uh, they have an attitude like mm-hmm. they're entitled to be here. Right. Those are the people that that really that get are shining a bad light on people that just want to work but that all being said people should be here legally they need to be accounted for they need to pay their taxes and we're going to talk about today on how you either come here to be legally and you do it the right way or if you're already here what you need to do to become legal not be hiding uh under you know some rock somewhere and what I was going to say is that uh, the people that do come here and go back and forth from Mexico and Honduras and, mm-hmm. and the various places they come from, mostly Mexico. I know there's lots and lots of people from the, the, the countries that are south of Mexico, but they're eventually having to come up through, through Mexico. Mexico. I don't know many people that have come over here on a plane. A lot of them did, mm-hmm. or in you know, an airline or whatever. A lot mm-hmm. of them did because they came over with their families and they overstayed their visas. But the people that I know that are here, that are at the little, the work, um, what do you call the... Um, what they call it it's it's where the the people are they 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 what is the place i'm talking about it's right up here off 75 it's the work camp oh, and yeah. they're not here legally but right. they're not picked up and there's some agreement they have with either catholic charities or just the the, the city where they're not taken into ice because they're just hard-working people and they have a, a lot of number and people come pick it up to do their their lawn work and stuff, and it's almost like a sanctuary situation, but it's not. Mm. And uh, but they know they're safe there if they go there to get work. Okay. Um, but the people that go back and forth to Mexico to visit with their families, they pay a lot of money to the coyotes, and they can't get around it. Everybody I've talked to, there's no getting around this. Every single person I've represented that's here legally, illegally, um, has had to pay between seven and fifteen thousand dollars to have a coyote get them across because. The drug runners and the cartels are there at the border, and wouldn't it be better if the United States could get that money instead? If you're coming, if you're going to pay ten to fifteen thousand dollars to be here every time you cross the border. Wouldn't it be better to do, give it to the government? Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And when you say okay, two things I want
0: our listeners, I want to get your input on this. Two things you said that stuck out to me. Um, a lot of illegal immigrants say, "I pay taxes. I pay taxes." Mm-hmm. Now. They're talking about I pay sales taxes on mm-hmm. the item side. No, a lot of them
1: are paying income taxes.
0: So they they fill out the income tax form mm-hmm. and and submit. I don't the know check what number. If,
1: I don't know if they have. They're getting uh, illegal numbers. I know some people have actually gotten, as we've discussed before, before um, a, a, a social. They bought a social You're and fake. they're a real person. They've mm-hmm. got a they've got a real name, but they're, it's phony. If they were mm-hmm. ever to be fingerprinted, mm-hmm. it wouldn't match. It's it's just something they bought. These and people, a driver's license. They, they can are get very license. creative. Yeah. people that that do this this sort of. Uh, back, you know, in, in this fraudulent mm-hmm. identity mm-hmm. scheme, mm-hmm. they are very, very good, and it's very, very expensive. But if you're here and you're working and you want it bad enough, they do it. Yeah, and they have to be on the on the straight and narrow because if they're picked up for any reason, mm-hmm. their fingerprints are going to show they're somebody other than than what that that shows who they are. But um, they actually do people that aren't even here legally. Um, they get an EIN, they'll set up a company, and they get an EIN number, and so they pay taxes through the company they've set up through the secretary of state and it seems pretty legitimate the problem is they're not here legally right especially it's going to catch up with them right right
0: okay um all right so we're talking about the legal path to citizenship and why it's so important um but you know one other thing you said about coming through with the coyotes now those are people that transport people uh, illegal people across the border yes. and get them here safely. Yes,
1: and they pay them seven to fifteen thousand dollars. I've never head. seen it lower than seven, and mm-hmm. I've never heard of it higher than fifteen. And I talk to so many clients that are here illegally.
0: Okay, well, so having said that, and you'd said something about you know there are the drug runners and all of that that mm-hmm. are at the border. So say a person from Mexico. I don't know what their original destination, uh, origin of you know the departure, country of origin, right? Cor- country of origin is, but they're coming in through Mexico, and they didn't pay a coyote, mm-hmm. and they're
1: facing drug runners. So I don't know anybody. I mean, we're talking burly guys, big guys that that come up here and work and do work for, and these same people have wanted to be citizens desperately because they've been here a long time. They speak really good English but they're not citizens. Right. And they're in their 20s, and they're like hosses. I mean, they're mm-hmm, big. Mm-hmm. So the, the workers, the, the employers want them here. Mm-hmm. The employers actually will do anything they can to uh, to get them a work visa. The problem is if they cross over illegally and there's a footprint, they can't. They have to go back to Mexico or wherever for 10 years. Yeah, I've been in.
0: through that process mm-hmm. of applying for someone to come at, in a work visa. The problem is, is that's all tied up, too, because— each state only gives X amount of work visas per right, year, right. and they only issue them, from. this is all from memory, but I think two times a year. Right. And all the workers, all the people that bring in workers in the landscaping, in the, in the uh, farming business, all of that, they've taken all those slots that are available right. for those work well, visas. I
1: want to let our listeners know this. There is a list of visas, non-immigrant and temporary visas, and you can find that at www.sils. Immigration.com. And I don't even know if this is a, a lawyer website or whatever assisted website I found because we don't do primarily immigration. But it lists a visas from A to Z, literally. And there are so many visas. There's an A-1, just for an example, I won't go through all of them, but um, an A-1 visa is for foreign government officials. An A-2 visa, foreign government officials, um, and it goes for employees and their family. Um, a B-1 visa is a temporary visa for business travelers and domestic servants. Um, the B two visa is for visitors. Um, you can get a student visa. You can get a U visa. If you go to this list, there's um, a ton of visas that you can apply for. The problem with these visas is it doesn't. It may it may lead to citizenship, but but they're only visas. You're not you're here legally, but only for a temporary period of time. And don't you have to get those visas before you enter the country? Yes. You can't you can't enter the country and then get a visa. Uh, Well, unless you go through the next thing we're going to talk about. Okay, but before
0: we go on to that, I would just want to wrap this up before they get in the country Mm -hmm. and they're coming illegally, right? right? So you got the coyotes. Well, I mean, it's just like if you visit
1: Italy, like when we we had to get a a, visa, Brazil, we had to get a visa when we went to Brazil Mm -hmm. a couple of years Mm -hmm. ago. And we were just visiting. Right. There's student visas. Tons of people get student visas. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they extend their stay. But they do it before they come to the country.
0: Right. Um, but I want to just go back to the uh, the drug runners that these okay. guys are facing, right? Mm-hmm. So if they don't have a coyote to take them across that mm-hmm. they pay X amount of dollars to, mm-hmm. pretty high, then they're facing the drug runners, which means these drug
1: runners. Well, the coyotes and the drug runners, I don't, from, and I've asked this to a lot of the people that I've talked with. Um, I wish I could have them here, but I think they'd probably be afraid to, to come forward and say, oh, yeah. but um, the drug runners and the coyotes are kind of, the same, they're related, they're part of the cartel. And I would never have believed this. I would have thought, no, that's just baloney. Just walk over, just go over the Rio Grande, get in your little inner tube, like they say, and come across. They've got it such, it's such a system down there that you'll get within a few miles of the border and you can't get through, they'll find you. It's like, they're looking for you. You're not going past- And kidnap unless, you. Unless and get you pay you this, run. you're not going to come over on a truck. You know, you get, you see these big things, they say fish and they have really got people in them. You're not coming over. In other words, they can't get through. They're going to find you. And if they find out you got through without paying this ransom, is basically what it is, then then you're going to be hurt. And this has been a common thread through all of them. Now, it seems to me that these people that are coming over by the thousands, that's safety in numbers. They're not going to get hurt when they're coming over in thousands. So that makes sense. It may be cheaper for them to come over like that. But I also understand that they're also being... Um, sponsored by, you know, these these left-wing political organizations so that they can, you know, be able to vote and whatever. And, oh, what a and even that, to me, sounds like such a conspiracy theory. But, you know, after you look at the the people that have gone and interviewed them, I guess there's some truth to it. Right.
0: But what I want to get to is the drug runner, okay. right? So what happens, I heard a case just the other day from a friend of mine who practices immigration law. Okay. There was uh, there were a dad and a son that were coming from, uh, I believe it was Honduras, mm-hmm. and uh, they got they didn't have money to pay for someone to bring them across the border. Mm-hmm. This ransom, they were kidnapped. This is their story. Okay, mm-hmm. they were kidnapped by drug runners, mm-hmm. taken to Arizona, mm-hmm. held hostage in a in a house, given a backpack and some water and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and told to run across the Arizona desert and meet so and so. Now that's their story. Uh-huh. But it was because, and you know, you alluded to it at the beginning. We're gonna take a break here in a second, but it was because they didn't pay these these right. these illegal oh, guys oh. to bring them across the border. So they entered another way. So the whole premise is you run these drugs for me. Uh-huh. And once right. you get yeah. there, yeah. then you're on your own. And but I right now, to
1: see before we take a break, I had another lady that I represented and I represented her because her husband was arrested from working at um, some Mexican restaurant over, uh, off two forty nine, And, um, he had a false name and he admitted to it, which all people that have, that aren't here legally, that want to be here legal, do not give a false name. The worst thing you can do is lie to, uh, the police here yeah. because it's going to, it's going to end your ability to get in legally. If you do that, that lie is the big thing. So they came in and it ends up, they were being held hostage. The whole family and the husband got to leave and go work, but the women were all being held hostage in this house in Houston. And ultimately, she did become a citizen because of the U visa, because she was being held hostage, and they were able to unfold it. Right. But um, she was kept in this house with the windows were foiled up over here in Houston. And it wasn't a nice area, but it wasn't a bad area. And um, she was going to be made to be a prostitute, and she said she wouldn't do it, so they wouldn't let her out of the house. You're either going to do what we say that you're going to do. You're going to run drugs. You're going to be a prostitute. You're going to work for us yeah. and say nothing or you're in trouble. And this is the only place you're going to stay because we're going to turn you in. The citizens that yeah. actually got a citizen, we will turn you in that you're illegal if you don't do what we say. So it's all really, really bad. So it's better to come in legally, which we're going to talk about next. Right. And that seems
0: like the only safe place for any of these people. Okay, guys, uh, you can message us your questions on Facebook. We'll be right back after the break.
1: did you know that there are over 153 million orphans in the world today? The sad reality is 99% of those kids will likely never be adopted. CoreLove is an organization right here in Conroe that takes care of orphan children in Haiti, Honduras, and India. We bring the love of Jesus by providing their six basic needs of clean water, proper food, health care, education, job skills, and a loving home. Visit corelove.org, that's C-O-R-E-L-U-V.org. Will you help defend the orphan? What can the Better Living for Texans program do for you?
0: You can learn how to increase your consumption of fruits and vegetables, choose foods that are relatively inexpensive and good to eat, make your food dollars last longer, prepare quick, nutritious meals, help your children learn how to eat healthier snacks, and much more. Our program is committed to helping people like you improve your health through providing research-based nutrition education in a friendly, cost-free, and relaxed environment. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better.
2: A Lone Star Community Radio is ready for the summer. If you or anyone you know is looking for summer internship opportunities, Alone Lone Star Community Radio is a great place to grab the mic and be on the air. Alone Lone Star Community Radio offers a great opportunity to those interested in learning about the radio world all year round. Be an on-air personality, talk show producer, or YouTube TV podcast editor. Contact the station at info at IRLoneStar.com or call the station's message line at 936-647-3776.
0: Welcome to The Legal Connection with Tony and Cheryl. Welcome back. Uh, Tony and I are talking about immigration law today, and this is part three. Um, you guys can download us. And we want you to know you can download us on Google Play or iTunes. Tomorrow, you can listen live on Facebook. And, um, yeah, uh, you can reach out to us at questions at legalconnectionshow.com, or you can message us on Facebook with your questions. Tony's really good about getting back to those questions. I like to read her answers. <laughs> um So now we're going to talk about applying for citizenship and how to come through the country legally. And I just want to sort of reiterate what we hit on right at the very end of the last segment is that the legal pathway to citizenship is a protection for everyone. You're not having to pay coyotes $15,000. You're not having to uh, be vulnerable to human trafficking and kidnapping and made to run drugs and stuff like that. It just takes time. I
1: don't know what Right now, I guess we haven't gotten it hasn't uh, kind of made its its way up to the Conroe area yet. But the people that are coming over in these, you know, these caravans, um, I don't know if they're paying coyotes or not. It seems like they they may be because they're part of a group, right? But it may not be the same as an individual. You know, you get uh, like you get the the group discount, is what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that would make sense to me that you would.
0: Okay. So, step one in applying for citizenship is you got to determine if you're already a citizen. Um, If you're not a citizen by U.S. birth or you do not acquire or derive U.S. citizenship from your parents automatically after birth, then the next thing you do is you determine if you're eligible to become a U.S. citizen. Um, There's a website called Naturalization Eligibility Worksheet PDF if you go to uh, U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services. Um, you can, uh, you can download that and take a look at it to determine if you're eligible. Then you prepare a form. You start filling out some applications. You know, that so eligibility,
1: just, I looked at it. It's a long, it's sort of like, it's. Uh, it says, if you, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't print it out, but it's basically, you are eligible if, and then it goes to this list, and it says, if no, then go to this page. If no, go to right. this page. And uh, to apply, you have to be like over 18 years old, and... Um, you know, there's a whole series of things you have to look at. And I am not going to go into all those right now. There's so many different ways, but if you go there, that's what it is. And when I looked at the checklist, it's kind of difficult. I can see where somebody would be sort of downtrodden if they went to this to see if they could be, become a citizen. And I think the, the timeframes are like three, you have to be here three years if you marry a citizen, five years, if you don't, but you've got to go through this whole list and fill out all these forms. And it's uh, it, to be in the military was another way to be here quick, more quickly, but um, Meredith says in being in the military or having the background, the professional background, the education, these are the kind of things that make or it you're a you're sponsored by your employer. You're sponsored something. by your employer, but you've got to have something to offer. And so I can see where somebody from a third world country that just wanted to, you know, know somebody that's up here would want to, you know, ditch the well, the, the normal, the proper process mm-hmm. and just skip the line and go in. So mm-hmm. that, Well, if you look at that, just for fun, just anybody that's actually a citizen, see what these people have to go through and why they're cheating. Basically, they're cheating.
0: Yeah, it's a mess. It's really a mess. I mean, like when I tried to apply for a a work visa for someone who wanted to work for me in my home, I realized that this was ridiculous. I mean, the state of Colorado uh, granted, you know, 4,000 of these a year. And every year, the people that were bringing people in to work in their farms Mm -hmm. would pre-apply the year before. And so no one could get in. It was like a joke. So did you
1: get a nanny?
0: No, no. No. And it was a wonderful And you were woman. willing to pay. Oh, yeah. And I, the legal pathway. And how but, many
1: kids did you have?
0: I have yeah. six. <gasps> you're not—I can't believe you're not Catholic. Okay, I'm not Catholic. <laughs> and I'm not Mormon. Uh, I am Protestant, uh, believe it or One day
1: I'm going to convert you to Catholicism. You it's wish. going to happen.
0: You wish. Okay. So the next thing you do is you get your form in 400. You fill it out. You schedule an interview. You go into the interview. You receive the decision. Mm-hmm. And uh, you receive notice to go take the oath. You've got to go in. You know, you see those people and taking you're, the oath. You're
1: streamlining this to notice to go take the oath. I mean, by, you have to, I know one thing that I read is you have to speak English. You have to understand, be able to write and read and understand English. And they're not really, um, that's not something that's well known because they're making it so that you can fill out all these things in all these different languages when you go get your driver's license and stuff. But the truth of the matter is there's only a few exceptions, like you're over 55 and um, you know, when you apply to be a citizen, you've already got someone that lives here. But, but, anyway, that was just something that I looked at. It's it's hard, it, if you're not uh, established in your country, uh, and you're just coming over here because you're uh, you, you have economic you're economically in need for mm-hmm, a job and mm-hmm. it's, it's the the good life. It's, it's not an easy thing to do to become a citizen, short of being in the military or marrying a citizen or seeking asylum, which you cannot. We learned from our other show. Uh, seek asylum unless you're from a country, a government that will allow you to seek asylum. And what you were talking about earlier was, um, well, with me uh, when we were on the phone, about a a girl that you know that came over um, with a, um, you said she was here temporarily? Uh, Temporary
0: protected status. Tell us about that. Well, uh, back, I believe it was in the 90s, um, late 90s, uh, El Salvador had, I believe it was two earthquakes, very significant earthquakes. And in the first—and they occurred, like, I think, two and a half years apart. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, this is not absolutely correct, but it's close enough. Uh, The first earthquake completely destroyed their home. I mean, the way she tells the story, she said it was like in the movies when, as she was running down the stairs, her and her nanny were running down the Mm stairs— because the house started shaking, wow. and you could hear all the crashing glass and how old was she when her. And happening? I think she was 9 Uh uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Scary. And then the next Earth so utterly destroyed their home, but mm-hmm. it never entered their mind to leave, mm-hmm. her and her family. But they were okay. I mean, they were economically okay in El they were, they were okay, yeah. And uh, had a thriving business and all that. Well, the second earthquake destroyed their business. Mm-hmm. You know, the first earthquake hit one part of the country. Mm-hmm. The second earthquake hit another region. Mm-hmm. The second earthquake destroyed their business. And so they applied for temporary protected status. They mm-hmm. came over here as a result of the earthquake. They had no place to live, no business. Now, and what year was that? How old you? Had any
1: idea?
0: Um, she was twelve. So you know, 16, 18 years ago. Uh, yeah, nineteen ninety nine, okay. maybe.
1: Okay. Um. They speak English.
0: Yeah, they spoke some English. Oh, really? Okay. Mm. Hmm. Well, you know, English is taught as a foreign language in so many countries. I didn't know that. Yeah, so yeah. many. Um,
1: I didn't know in El Salvador they taught English they teach it they in, in Vietnam
0: English. and yeah they mm-hmm. teach it in Iran my yeah. husband uh, learned English as a second language and when huh. he came over here he spoke it perfectly wow yeah so uh anyway um so when they came over here it was temporary protected status mm-hmm. and and people don't understand we don't understand we're Americans we're grateful we're naive okay yes. we don't understand this this conversation that's going on between Trump and and the Democrats and, you know, how Trump—so so the temporary protected status is great, but it, they don't have any status.
1: Mm-hmm. All they have
0: is protected status. Right. They don't have—they're not applying for green cards. They're not applying for anything. Why aren't they
1: applying for green
0: cards? Well, because they're here— Does that I understand that's the only way that you can become a citizen. You know, Tony, the only answer that I have for that is I believe that if they're here under one status, they can't change that status. Oh,
1: okay. That makes yeah. sense. We'll have to ask Sheba.
0: Yeah, she'll know. But anyway, uh, the only thing that they can do is reapply for protected, temporary protected status. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's uh, every 18 months. Uh I think Trump did something that limited that time to every six months. So here these people are fine. Yeah, well, so now they've been here for 20 years, established Uh a life and- they've had protective status for 20 years. Because it was the only option that was afforded them.
1: So then my question is, since they no longer need protection, since El Salvador is no longer in an earthquake mode, why don't they go back to El Salvador?
0: Well, you know, that's a good question. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners have have that same question. I know I always I mean, have. you said that they had a business
1: and a house, and that was their home, and that's where they're— And it's
0: all gone. It's, it was all destroyed. So they came over here uh-huh. under the protected—temporary protected status. Protected they made money status. here. They have a home. Mm-hmm. They brought a lot of family members with them. Uh,
1: but they still have land over in El Salvador. I, mean,
0: I, I don't know whether they okay. do or not. I'm just, this is a
1: hypothetical. Right.
0: right. Sure. And everybody thinks that. Mm-hmm. I do too. Um, but I can't answer that question. Right. But they brought all their family members over mm-hmm. here. They started a business, and it's very successful. As a matter of fact, they have two.
1: And they're here under protective status. They, they're and the here, family members are here on a protective status.
0: Well, it's interesting because they're here under—the parents are here under temporary protected status. Mm-hmm. They brought— her mom, the mom's mom and the mom's sisters uh-huh. and all that. And uh-huh. then the cousins are all here. And I guess they came under temporary protected uh-huh. status too when the earthquake occurred uh, in the other country. Uh, the children, one went to law school, one has a PhD, and one is a physician. And they're not citizens. One, the, one of them is a citizen because he applied through his wife. Okay. The second son is applying through his wife and okay. is on the path to citizenship. So they're all through marriage. Through marriage. Those two are. And then um, the other person, the other child, uh, hasn't applied through so anyone. If so she's still under here under temporary protected status. And I just want to say this. Mm-hmm. They're freaked out. They Trump being elected was the, abs, as far as they're concerned, that was the absolute worst thing that could have ever happened to them. Can they
1: vote with temporary status? No, they can't do oh. anything. Well, then I have to ask, if you've got a lawyer, that's a lawyer, Ph.D., you know, I don't know which is which, it's, it's here and married and all that. They're, they are contributing. So why don't they apply through, I mean, I know that you we'd have to ask Shiva that, but it seems to me that this would be the type of person that could apply through a work visa that so wouldn't be freaking out because they were so well-established and they've done well mm-hmm. and they've got good moral character and they meet ask, the criteria.
0: If if you can convert one status to another status, I mean, Shiva would have to ask answer that for us. But see, the problem that I have is uh, this person that I know is an attorney, uh-huh. and she's an immigration uh-huh. specialist, and so if there were any options for her, she would know what they are, right. and what she's told me is that she has absolutely no options, no. and because she's under this status, uh-huh. I mean, the only option for her is to find some person and marry them, and she wants to marry for love, so she's waiting to find someone that she can and fall in love with. I discussing
1: this earlier, too, where everyone comes over and knows that marriage is the golden goose. Mm-hmm. That is the way. That is the primary way of becoming a citizen. In fact, when I was talking to another immigration attorney last week, I had a client who, um, we went through the um, the, the removal uh, proceedings. Um, he was here illegally, he was picked up by ICE. He got a fight with his legal uh, citizen wife, who he divorced and they have a child, but she's a drug addict. And so he had to, um, he's trying to get out of ICE and establish a, 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 a residency or a legal reason to be here so he doesn't get deported, because it's to take care of his nine-year-old son. And he can't because he's now pled guilty to an assault to get out of jail so he could take care of his son. It was like a, it was cyclical. He didn't really do anything wrong. He was, there was a fraudulent, there was a fraudulent um, accusation uh, accusation made to the police. And uh, because his wife was a drug addict and she wanted to make sure that she didn't have to pay, uh, that she wouldn't lose custody of her kid, which she already did, but she owed child support and he had custody. So she's like, I know, short of killing him, I'll get him sent back to Mexico. So he was in jail forever. He couldn't get out of ICE. And finally he just pled. But if you plead, even if it's not deferred, you're stuck. All right. So, so um he, the, we explained all of this to the judge. I was actually a witness for him. Oh wow! It went on for about an hour and nicest guy ever graduate, got his GED, he didn't graduate from high school because he wanted to get out early. Not that he couldn't graduate. He was here since he was a baby. He came over here legally. Um And the judge how said, how does the baby come over here legally? <laughs> well, because it's brought up by his parents. Okay. His parents came over, and he was and at they were illegal. Okay, and great. they were illegal, but uh, and he was illegal at one. It, they all came over illegally, so he was illegal. But he's been here since he was one. He's okay. a dreamer. Okay? okay, right. So the assaults and DWI, though, are going to make it so you can't stay because now you know like a moral character right. because just like you said, protective status to some degree if you want to look at it like that. The judge said we this was just last week. The judge said, "I'm sorry that your uh, your son has no one to take care of him. CPS will take care of it." I'm sorry that your wife is a drug addict, uh, but you've already, you didn't have to plead guilty. And I know you were in jail for months and months, um, but there's nothing I can do and you're going to be deported. So I was like, what is this guy going to do? Shiva said that, don't worry. If he can find someone to marry, that's the only way, but I can get him back. I can get him back here legally. If he is, um, if he can find someone to marry here, marry that's a citizen. So marriage seems to be the golden goose, and we were talking about how it's really sad that people will these these illegal aliens or people with protect status will wine and dine your children. Yeah, no kidding. To be a citizen, to mm-hmm. marry them. So mm-hmm. beware. We're mm-hmm. going to talk about that, I think, in our next segment. No, we're going
0: to we're going to we're going to talk
1: about that right now. Good. <laughs> a little bit. A little yeah. bit. All right. So I want to, now that we've talked to some degree, I think we gave the website. If somebody um, is here on a visa, we talked about the website that has all the visas. You come over here legally through, you know, you visited and overstate and didn't renew your visa. You got a work visa, but didn't, you know, for whatever reason, you didn't renew it. You're you're no longer here legally, but you came illegally. That's a really good place to be, and that's what Shiva was telling right. us. It all depends on how you got here. Were you
0: did you illegally enter mm-hmm. or did you legally enter? Mm-hmm.
1: And if you did here, if you got here illegally, but there's no footprint, meaning you just don't there's no one can see that you're here. That's another. At least you're good. There's a way that you can get a work visa. or But you've got to go back to the country of your origin to get the visa to come back legally. You have to be here legally. No, There's no. not way. You can't just say you're here. You have right. to be here coming through a port of entry properly. Mm-hmm. All right? mm-hmm. So um, that being said, um, you know, going through all of the, the, the wheels to become a citizen and all that stuff. Um, let's say you uh, you got here legally. And now you want to become a citizen, mm-hmm. and you've got a story for us, and I want to talk about that.
0: Well, you know, um, my husband—it was born in Tehran, in mm-hmm. Iran—and uh, I met him. He—he he came to this country legally. When he was 14 years old. And when he came over legally, was it visiting or as a student? Or he was a student. Was it
1: during the Iran crisis?
0: It was right before that. Because
1: I know 79 was when we had the hostages. Mm, it and,
0: was right before that. It was And all Iranians before. during that period called themselves Persians. I know that. Well, because they were hiding their country of origin because people would beat the crud out of them mm-hmm. in bars and on streets mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But basically what happened is like anything, you and I were talking about your, your people coming over in 1850, mm-hmm. something goes on in the country country of origin. Right.
1: There's a war, there's starvation. Famine. And I was doing right. ancestry.com this weekend and I was mm-hmm. looking at my uh, roots, roots so to mm-hmm. speak and my uh ancestors came over in the 1850s and 1860s. Not all my, I had some that actually came all the way from 1620. I mean we're going all oh, the sure. way back to Mayflower sure. time. But it was a tragedy going on in their but originating But the people that came in, in 1620, they were having uh religious a persecution, exactly. Right? And the, my family uh, was from the the Swiss Alps and mm-hmm. from uh, Italy, uh, Italy by the uh, Genova, by the, another port city. Mm-hmm. So a lot of uh, people that were sailors, I guess. And then uh, a trade; they were doing trade. They were doing olive trading, just like in the mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, the Godfather. Yeah. They were doing the the, the trading, but they were, they were well off. These people had enough yeah. money to get on a ship oh, and sure. come over. It's expensive. And then we had the 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 people that were from France, and the uh, then we had the people from from Germany that were near the Netherlands. So, mm-hmm. all these people, during that time frame, uh, there was a re- there were revolutions going on, mm-hmm. and they needed to get out mm-hmm. to be safe. Many, many of my relatives still live in Italy and France sure. and in Germany and in the Netherlands and Switzerland.
0: I mean, I can see them. Right, but, but so what happened with my husband was that they wanted to come over here so their kids could have a better education because education wasn't available over mm-hmm. there to everyone. You know, the top 2% get education— in Iran at that time, a good one, and it's very expensive, so they came over here. And also the family wanted to come because they felt like they would do better economically. Mm-hmm. So then right after that, the Iranian situation, the country fell apart. Right, I remember imploded. that. Right, um, and we all did. We were on good
1: terms with them, if I remember anything about my, my Middle Eastern history. Uh, and then um, it all fell apart. Uh, and, I, and I once Khomeini took over. Khomeini took over, mm-hmm. and then all things went crazy. And then all of a sudden, America was hated by all. But the people that came over were, for the most part, they weren't Muslim. They were Christians, and they were being persecuted. I remember that a lot of clients that were quote Persian that came over that are all, uh, I, I, I think they're Catholics
0: actually. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, they come over under that. Well, that wasn't my husband's family, but they came over here. And so there, as we were talking about, three paths to citizenship. My -hmm. husband, Sam, actually applied for citizenship before we got married. Mm -hmm. It's funny because the day before we got married, he had to leave the country, go to Canada, Mm -hmm. and fly back into the country. So he was on a path to citizenship by himself. He Uh could have applied through me, but he didn't need to because
1: he was further along that path than if he stopped and then applied through me. Right. Now, uh, to go back with your story, so I was so interested in it, you said that Sam came over when he was 14. Right. And that he went to school here in Dallas. In Dallas. huh? Mm-hmm. And he spoke English already. Yeah. And that he graduated from college and when, I guess young. it was a community college in Dallas?
0: No, uh, North Texas State University. Okay. Uh, and he what, started, he graduated from high school when he was, sorry, Sam, I'm telling all these people your story. But I love
1: the stories. Yeah, a it's doctor. a great story.
0: Uh, he graduated from high school when he was 16, 17. So he graduated early, so he was
1: really smart.
0: Started going to community college. He went to Richland Community College. Then he transferred to North Texas State University. Mm-hmm. Graduated from there, and from there went to medical so school. So he's kind of a
1: Doogie Hauser because he graduated from college when he was 19? Uh, he graduated from college when he was uh, 20. 20, mm-hmm. okay. And y'all met. I love Started medical school how you when met. he was 20. How did y'all meet?
0: Ah uh, we were uh, we worked at a hospital I was a runner I just took things you know from floor so to like floor. a candy striper It was sort of it was before they had tube systems or anything like that you know You'd have to go pick something up, take it to the lab, whatever. Uh And Sam was an orderly, Uh uh, trying to get some work experience in a hospital to put on his medical school application.
1: Okay. So At 20.
0: Yeah. Uh And I just think it's interesting that a lot of these people uh, realize the opportunity that they have and they're not going to waste it and they become physicians or they become... So he was
1: still here on a visa then? Or how was he here if he wasn't here legally after he graduated from college at 20? After,
0: well, he was on a path
1: to citizenship.
0: Uh-huh. Uh, it, you know, his applications had been submitted. They had an attorney. I remember, okay. I think the guy was, he was here
1: since he was 14. That makes sense.
0: Right. Uh-huh. And uh, so, you know, they were just applying and doing all the stuff. Uh-huh. Um, he came when he was 14, and I believe it was three years later. Iran fell apart. Mm-hmm. So then everybody started hating Iranians, and that's mm-hmm. when they all started saying, oh, I'm not Iranian. I'm Persian. Okay. And right. then all of us dumb Americans would go, oh, you know, they're Persian. That's okay. Arbit. And then they'd that's laugh bad. at us because uh-huh. we're stupid. But uh, they were doing it to protect themselves, you know? <laughs> I mean, they did. Yeah. Well, my dad is the one who told me Sam was Iranian. All Sam told me was he was Persian. My dad huh. said, "Where, where is he from? And I said, oh, he's from Persia. <laughs> yeah, really. And dad said, uh, hey, honey— that's Iran, and I was
1: like, oh, "No, it is no way, no." It's. I know, and you see that. And I, I, I'm just a little sidebar. We uh, watched Dr. Shabago the other night. We're watching the top oh, 100 that. classic movies, and I love Dr. Shibago And it's the same thing. When I saw Omar Sharif, I was like, "Is he Iranian?" Well, he's actually Egyptian. Yeah, I know. But I remember thinking, I wonder if he got a backlash from going to Hollywood and being from Iran, but not back then. No, no. Back you know, in the day, but he was so handsome. He and was. So many people was, from the area are really handsome. Yeah, a lot of them are the devil right now, for oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of them aren't
0: handsome. It's just like Americans. Some huh. of us are gorgeous, and some of us <laughs> are puny <laughs> looking. <laughs> but anyway, but having said that, I do know another Iranian who had a sham marriage, mm-hmm. and of course, no respect for this person from me. Uh-huh. But paid a woman back, I think in the eighties, twenty five hundred bucks. I found out about this when I was like nineteen. Mm-hmm. Twenty five hundred bucks to marry him. Mm-hmm. And Did so, she know that she was? Oh yeah. Yeah, she, w- she, she wanted was the money. She oh, she wanted the yeah. money. Oh, yeah. She got twenty six hundred dollars Yeah, and then I also know uh, another individual who is very near and dear to my heart who married someone from Iran who was mm-hmm. also a physician, and he applied for citizenship through her mm-hmm. once they got married, never even told her he did it. So, you know, some
1: shady stuff it's going on. It's not a very good on, marriage when you're but, being trustworthy and honest about it.
0: Well, it appears that you're just using that person. Yeah, and, it's easy. Yeah. It. Mm-hmm. But so that, that's an example, personal example, of three different paths to citizenship. Mm-hmm. You can lie and have a sham marriage. You can be- begin the path on your own and complete it on your own. It mm-hmm. doesn't have anything to do with right. your marriage. Or you can apply through the person that you're married to.
1: And I know that we probably have to go to break soon, but I'll say this: um, Before uh, I met my beloved husband, I dated somebody who uh, was very well off, and he sounded like Hitler. And I called him Hitler, kind of behind his back, because I'd laugh about it mm-hmm. because he just sounded like he was, came straight from the sound of music. But um, really handsome guy, really rich, and I asked him, "I'm like, how are you here?" Because he spoke like six languages, and um, he uh, he was way way too, too you know rich and to do for me. I mean. He liked the opera, and I really would rather be skating or playing tennis than sit in opera. But uh, he said he came through. He actually went to a, um, a a really expensive private school in Mexico City. He grew up in Mexico City, but he spoke like he was from Germany. He goes, "No, no, it was a it was a French school in um, Mexico City, and we applied for citizenship. And now he owns all these car dealerships. He's really rich. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was the that was the right way to do it. He said, "Of course, I came through the right way. I applied right. for citizenship, and then I came through once I was approved and." You know that right? So there's ways to do it the right way too, but he came from an upbringing that allowed him to do it the right way and not have any sweat about
0: it. Exactly, Tony. I mean, these people—we're going to take a break—but these people do this because they don't have the money. But you know what I think, and I know you do too, and a lot of our listeners—if you have seven thousand to fifteen thousand dollars to pay a coyote then calm down and do it legally and pay it the right way.
1: Right, just say put where you're at for a while and do it the right way.
0: Right. Uh, we're going to take a break. We, Tony and Cheryl, we're talking about immigration law, and we'll be right back after the break.
2: We have the safest food supply in the world. Strict laws and regulations restrict the usage of hormones, antibiotics, and pesticides within our food supply. Production agriculture practices and technologies, such as the use of GMOs, which is not any more or less risky than conventional crop production, has allowed American farmers to produce more food on less acres in an environmentally sound ways. Find out more online at PathToThePlate.Tamu.edu. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make lives better. 3776 to take your first step into the radio world.
0: Welcome back to The Legal Connection with Tony and Cheryl. Tony and I are talking about immigration law. Uh, we had a guest for the last two shows, Shiva Gill. She's an immigration attorney. And so we just kind of wanted to talk about it from a personal perspective and some of our clients and, and people that we know and stuff like that. So we've continued the discussion And hopefully we'll get Shiva back to kind of tie up the loose ends. But, um, so, um, you know, I I sort of said this before the break, but I want to hit on it again. Um, like the, the person I was talking about from El Salvador, Mm -hmm. they came, they're temporary protected status. They have three kids. One's a lawyer, one's a doctor, and one is a PhD. Uh All right. So I
1: think these immigrants, legal immigrants, uh, I have to stop it if, if you know that much about it. Do you know if they got they got student loans or do they how do they pay for the school? Student loans? I mean that's that's troubling because if they're deported they're not paying their student loans. Oh, absolutely. That means they came and they they did use the country. Not uh, they came here, they used the country to get their education which they can use elsewhere. Sure. And they haven't gone through the right channels yet to become a citizen although I know that there's some some roadblocks. But they got loans from our country and they weren't citizens. Yeah. To better themselves and so that would be all the more reason for us to want them to stay here to pay off their life. And
0: they want to stay.
1: Tony, this is this situation
0: is a mess and this is why people are kind of yelling over each other's heads all the time. Mm-hmm. It's because it's valid on both points, mm-hmm. but
1: you know, anyway. It's not valid for the person that waited in line to get here properly though. Right. And and they're stepping over somebody else that's done the right thing. And I will t- Wait, wait, you just said it's not valid for the person who waited in line to get her properly. Right, they should be given first priority. Yes, they right. They should be pushed. It's like cut in line. Exactly. You shouldn't get to cut in line and then and then push over somebody and it's, then it's, say, "Deal with it, country. Get over it. It's too hard." Yeah, they have an it, they have an entitlement issue. I've come over here. I've worked really hard. I went to school. I should be a citizen. Well, no, you got here and you overstayed. your are welcome. And then you got a student loan, and you need to be a little bit more like God said: patient and humble. Those are the two things that they told us in church last week. Is you need to show patience because God showed patience, and you need to have humility. Those two things go a long way for everybody. And mm-hmm. when I see this senator from New York screaming about how everybody should be free and you know come in here and get free things and whether you work or not, all this stuff, and it's just ridiculous. It's yeah, that's it's not crazy. patient and that's not humble and that's not hardworking. Those are three things that you need to well, do.
0: yeah, and it 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 totally uh, negates that we're American citizens. We need to take care of ourselves.
1: Right, you know? right. We can't take care of ourselves if you're taking our spot. Too.
0: But having said that, and back to the immigration thing, uh, immigrants understand very clearly the, the opportunities that they have. Mm-hmm. And so frequently, we see them as physicians. It's physicians, mm-hmm. scientists, things like that. They're also intelligent people, yes. mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, they're not dumb. The engineers. They got over here. Yeah. And, engineers, and mm-hmm. they had a little bit of money or they wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so they take advantage of the education opportunities that we have in this country more than American uh, right, kids they do. do. Mm-hmm. You know, I see it over and over again. And you have to just respect saying, them for that. Well, and I do, but they learned it the hard way. You mm-hmm. know, by not having those opportunities. Mm-hmm. Are those opportunities as readily they want available? More. They want as readily more. available in their country of origin mm-hmm. means it wasn't available to them because if it was, they wouldn't come over here. Together. And that's
1: what how you were saying that your your My husband and family came when they were
0: two. Well, from the time, no, <laughs> before he was born, uh, they wanted Sam to be a doctor. And uh-huh. so, yeah, he, they sent him over here. They were going to send him to England first. It's an interesting story. Uh-huh. They fly to England. The school was so dreary uh-huh. and depressing that his dad looked at him and said, let's go. I'm not uh-huh. leaving you here. <laughs> and then about six months later, they sent him to America. Uh-huh. And he stayed with uh, some family friends and an uncle. Uh-huh. Of an uncle that was already here uh-huh. and um, went started going to school. It seems
1: like he would have had chain migration then if he already had an uncle that was here. So he had the opportunity. I'm not sure how they applied. They may have actually applied. If you were for telling me earlier, think. also, family members will also hold that up against other family members. I'm not going to help you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah they get kind of stingy that way, too. I'm already a citizen. You're not too bad.
0: Right. It's yeah. like these uh, people that I know on temporary protected status— they live in constant fear. Their mm-hmm. son has become a citizen right. mm-hmm. because he applied through his wife, mm-hmm. but now he's not doing anything. And that went them. to our other
1: conversation where these people are all trying to wine and dine the citizens. So beware people that have kids that are between the ages of, say, 15 and marriage, marriage and age. 30. 15 and 30 because these people are coming over and they are immigrants, they are, they are immigrants and they're cute. They look like Ronaldo. They look like, um, you know, soccer players. And they're whining and dining and— American citizens. They're trying to, for false reasons, and maybe it turns into love, but they're trying to become citizens. And so they're seducing your children, whether it be a male or a female. And we see that these annulments and these divorces happen all the time, that these people are crushed when they find out they've been used. Used. And they have been used, and once yeah. they're here, and they they've, they've been married for two years, just like Shiva said, they're on their path to citizenship, mm-hmm. and they've used your kid. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't say this enough: if you're listening, or if you have kids that are listening, if you can just try to see through it, there may be really love there, but many of them are so desperate to be citizens, they are using your they'll children put on, for that reason. They'll put on a face. Don't of fall love. for that. Right? Yeah. Or be wary. You know, be wary. They be put, wary of that whining and dining, because why are this? They suddenly coming after you and. Full force. It yeah. may not be love. It may be yeah. love of wanting to be a person in the country. Because the number one way to become a citizen is marrying a citizen. Oh, absolutely. the easiest. That. Easiest way.
0: Okay, so we're going to answer some questions
1: now. Mm-hmm. Tony, do I need a lawyer to apply for U.S. citizenship? You don't. You can actually go to the website that we gave you, and you can go through the proper process. And as you were saying, many countries, particularly now with the Internet, speak English. They can fill these forms out on their own and do it the proper way.
0: Okay, uh, all right, great. And so now you want to talk about
1: what What do you do if you're here already and you're here You're legally? already here. Option one, entering into a valid, bona fide marriage with a U.S. citizen makes you an immediate relative under the U.S. immigration system. And an immediate relative, theoretically, is eligible for a U.S. green card, which is your first stop to becoming a citizen, the first thing you have to do through an application process, okay? So that was what we were just talking about. Um, if you are in the United States illegally because you stayed past your expiration date valid, uh, uh, with a valid visa, rather than entering legally, consider yourself lucky because your legal entry qualifies you for an exception and uh, marriage is the first way. The second thing is if you, um, you can be in the military. If you're not here legally and you're in the military, that's the second best way of your path becoming a citizen. That's um, great. I and didn't know that. A lot of the older wars, uh, like you're talking about, World War II, are a little bit weird because they're so old and we can't even imagine it. But we're talking desert storm. Even now in the military, that's one way to do it. A cancellation of removal. If there's a reason for you to stay, like my friend that I was talking about, I spent my clients become my friends. Um, you have to go through the process. I mean, you can convince this judge to canc- cancel your removal if you're in ICE. There's a number of ways you can do it. We'll talk about that then or next. So then try that. Asylum is, an, uh, is the fourth way. If your country is, is persecuting you, but it has to be the government, it can't be for economic reasons. And then the, the fifth way is temporary protected status. That's it is a way. It's not, this is not a green card, nor does it lead to a green card. However, temporary protected status will allow you to stay in the United States legally for a set amount of time.
0: Okay, so we're done for today talking about immigration law. Send us your questions. Uh, questions at legalconnectionshow.com Listen to us every Tuesday live from 12 to 1 on 104.5 or 106.1, or go to IRLoneStar.com. Thanks, guys. And remember,
1: serve God by serving others.
0: See you next week.